0: The Spanish Announce Table.
1: It is episode 374 of the Spanish Announce Table. We're going to talk about AEW Revolution a lot tonight. We're going to make some predictions. We're going to preview that card. But of course, so much else happened in pro wrestling that we'll have to talk about via the news and the most interactive segment in Wrestling Radio, hashtag TweetTheTable. But all of that to come after, of course, we check in with Tom. Tom, what's new? How's Tom? Hey, man. Things are moving and shaking, and we
2: got things just going at a breakneck speed. I started a new job. Now I'm going to be in a different role. I'm going to have to sell myself a little bit. So here comes the first little bypass of that, a uh, quick little drive-by. I now am a salesperson for a company called KickSight. Kicksite, right there. And what we do is we sell software to mixed martial arts companies and also pro wrestling gyms. Mm. So if you train at a pro wrestling gym or if you train at a mixed martial arts facility, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, taekwondo, uh, karate, boxing, all of the things, hit me up. I bet you we can take your company, your gym to the next level. So there you go. Thomas at know what? And check me out. Check me out on Facebook, Thomas underscore kicksite, uh, and Instagram Thomas underscore kicksight.
1: There you go. Tom, I train at the dojo of whiskey and hard knocks. Can you help us out? Yeah. Do you have attendance? Do you want to track that? Do you want to track how to collect money from your students? Then call me. I can help. Nice. Look at that. Tom venturing into new territories, experiencing new things, betting on himself even. And and I'm hey, scared couldn't think of who else to bet on right exactly right here (laughs) right bet on this guy so man what a week of pro wrestling we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff but there's some big news items that we're going to get into right we like to cover some of the hottest news items of the week to keep you up to speed on what's going on right and you know yeah there's a lot going on is there there's a lot going on well i've got four stories but there's some big stories going on yeah you ready for this interesting yeah because i don't think there is all right well (laughs) Well, there's one that I'm sure you're aware of. Here we go. Tony Khan announced that he has officially purchased Ring of Honor this week, including all of ROH's assets and video content library. Khan, now owning Ring of Honor, provides him a lot more content to feature on the rumored streaming deal with HBO Max that is yet to be confirmed. Of note, the Ring of Honor footage library, now owned by Khan, includes 2018's all in pay per view, which was in essence a test run event for all elite wrestling. So, all in is all elite now. All in huh? is all elite. Ring of one? Honor is all elite.
2: Yeah, it's gonna, it's I, I gonna guess... make that
1: impact. Uh, honor no more stable be a little weird, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, honor no more,
2: you know. Uh, hey, look, here's the interesting thing though is because of the news of Ring of Honor saying everyone's out of their contract now. Tony Khan is really in a state of pick and choose where if he doesn't like Mike Bennett for whatever, you know, I I don't say he does or doesn't. I'm just saying that's the example. He doesn't need to bring him in. But a guy like Dak Draper, who was in Ring of Honor, he could be now be brought into uh, this promotion. Uh, yes, this was the big news story. I thought we were going to cover this more when we're talking about uh, and we dynamite can. and, and we yeah, can. but so that's why my mind didn't go to it. Mm-hmm. So yes, this is the biggest news story. Uh, here's the rumor though. Here's the conspiracy theory, and I want your feedback on this. Is this the make good? Hey, sorry, Cody, we couldn't come to terms because you're not cool enough to be in AEW. Why don't you take over Ring of Honor? You think Cody is going to be the day-to-day operations guy for Ring of Honor? Because Tony Khan, look, is already maxed out. You can tell by just the pacing of the show and the schizophrenia of the storylines that, like, AEW, he's maxed out. So to then add on Ring of Honor...
1: I don't know if he could do it. I hadn't even considered Ring of Honor, I, i'll albeit I'm gonna I'm gonna venture that if the AEW crowd wasn't taken to Cody and his personality, I'm not sure the Ring of Honor crowd is going to either. But if he comes in as the savior of
2: pure wrestling, I mean, there's well, a I there's a crowd for that.
1: I, well, but I think they may think like you ain't it, motherfucker. <laughs> like you are not Man. the savior. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I had not considered Cody Rhodes in this at all. I had considered the idea of like, oh well. Him now signing anybody and everybody makes a little more sense if he kind of mm-hmm. had this thought process and plan. Albeit, I don't know. Sometimes it feels like he's flying by the seat of his pants, if you will. Um, well, that announcement. Huh? So, Let's talk about
2: that, talk about that yeah. announcement for a second. Mm-hmm. Cocaine Tony Khan over here just kind of in From and the out. Now, <laughs> now, I will say this. I think he is naturally awkward and maybe a little bit shy. So to put him for the first time on dynamite in front of a live crowd was probably difficult for him. So there was going to be a little bit of awkwardness, but the speed of which he talked and stopped and talked and stopped. That's where it was like, you doing okay, pal, you you, you good. Cause it didn't seem like you're good, but yeah. again, give him the benefit of the doubt. We'll see how he does. If he ever shows up again on dynamite. Uh, but yeah, I think that's my conspiracy theory. I think we're going to see Cody and Brandy, taking over ring of honor now
1: for season the, three of Rose right, to the yeah, Top.
2: exactly yeah because that show has got to come you know somewhere now here's the thing though if okay so let's say you're tony khan what is your approach with ring of honor are you going to use ring of honor like nxt or are you going to say like this is just smackdown and we're raw
1: i mean i i think you're probably i don't think you've got smackdown versus raw I don't know. I, I don't get the feel from that. I would think it's more like an NXT, but not the idea of like NXT. We're going to train them how we do it. It's just like, Hey, here's another thing for, man, I can't get you on the show right now, but we've got this other show over here that, you know what I mean? A yeah. hundred thousand people watch or whatever. Right.
2: Well, and that's the other thing as we kind of dive into this story a little bit more is TNT or Turner, I should say Turner broadcasting Seems to be over the moon with All Elite Wrestling. You think they say, hey, let's add this other show that you just bought and we can put that on, you know, Tuesday nights or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, maybe. I, I do think, um, I don't know. I, so Sinclair Broadcasting owned it when they sold it. So now, you know, that deal's probably just gone. But would they be like, hey, we still want wrestling content.
2: That's true. Maybe yeah. it's just cheaper may- for us
1: to buy it from you directly
2: ooh that's a yeah so where then they stay on sinclair but it's owned by tony khan
1: yeah we're gonna find that's out a lot more like that's the interesting mm-hmm. thing is this is a bit unprecedented right we we've seen mcmahon by defunct wrestling organizations but here we had this one that's like hey we're just gonna go away for a while we're gonna reform meanwhile the whole time they're like apparently they reached out to wwe as well <laughs> and you know what i mean i you know who knows whether they said no you know offered an insulting fit who knows right who knows what happened there but uh, interesting we've never seen the number two buy up a company yeah that's true we've seen like anthem come in and buy a company we've seen things like that sinclair buy a company
2: well yeah like going back to the to the attitude era when they were all thriving it was wwe who bought ecw while wcw was still kind of struggling it wasn't wcw buying ecw and then let's team up to then take on WWE. Yeah. So this is different. It's
1: going to be interesting. A lot of moving parts.
2: We're going to see. It's going to be fun. A lot of moving parts. It's going to
1: be fun. It is going to be fun, but we'll move on to the next thing here. So much more to follow on that. Police arrested former UFC champion and professional wrestler Cain Velasquez on first degree attempted murder charges this week, along with several counts of assault with a deadly weapon and shooting an occupied motor vehicle. According to online reports, Velasquez followed a man and some of his family members in his F-250 truck, rammed the truck into the car the victims were traveling in, and then fired multiple shots into the vehicle and fled the scene. The man Velasquez was reportedly after was arrested a week prior for molesting a close relative of Velasquez's family and was recently released from jail and put on supervised release, being charged with one felony count of elude lewd and lascivious acts. Wow. Didn't see this so one coming. Come-
2: well, yeah, and so to give you the MMA perspective, because yes, he was uh, wrestling in WWE for a short period of time. He's had a couple matches. in AAA. More known for his UFC. More known for being one of the greatest heavyweights in UFC history. A lot of potential too, because injury kind of cut his career short. Think of more like of a Bo Jackson, right? Where Bo Jackson is not going to make the top fifty of any like baseball list or football list, but you yeah, always but had he played like, this whole time. Exactly, you know what he I'm might saying. Might still so be going of, now, right? So <laughs> think of saying. that as Kane Velasquez, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's a similar comparison. Okay. Here's the I mean, other the man thing beat up Brock
1: Lesnar. To do that, well, you've got to have right. some badassery to you.
2: Oh, he beat up a lot of people. So to to give you a little per- bit perspective of who the person is, though, is he was not this. Troubled fighter like the Diaz brothers, or someone that like had to fight his way out because you know society just didn't understand he was. He just enjoyed the competition of fighting and said like, "Well, my other friends are doing it, so I'll give this a shot too." And then became just a spenom. Right, he is a very nice and kind-hearted person, uh, well-respected throughout the entire circles of, uh, MMA, even his opponents right now are coming out. Junior Dos Santos, one of his greatest rivals, uh, came out in support of Kane Velasquez. With all that being said, though, I will say this. I, look again, the other rumor is that that close relative was actually his child that hasn't been confirmed. So you can understand why his anger was at that level, right? This is my only thing that I'm going to say is you can't shoot at a vehicle with multiple people in there and the other thing is like he didn't hit the right person the right. guy that he didn't he didn't hit that guy so yeah. like you hey, can't look, really say uh, yeah he didn't do anything wrong
1: i will say i understand the feelings of vigilante justice mm-hmm makes sense totally mm-hmm. get it especially if it's as close as possible you know yeah um i can't say that i wouldn't attempt similar acts like who knows right we don't know until we're in Mm -hmm. those moments right what i think comes with the territory when you engage in acts of vigilante justice are you might wind up in jail it's not justifiable in the eyes of the law Mm -hmm. in most cases so uh, a lot of us can say like oh i take that right i understand that well, well he then, did it well then okay but he did it right and yeah. i mean whether he knew that was going to happen or not or thought i'll get out of it or not you know who the hell knows um but i, I obviously feel empathy but i want to say mm. like i don't feel empathy which is weird because right. i do but like i'm not like shocked where i'm like how dare you even draw this guy in like he clearly did okay well Again, I don't I don't even think the person's been fully convicted of the act. Now, I don't know how much Cain Velasquez knows if this person did or did not, or whatever, mm-hmm. right? So, man, what a fucked up situation.
2: Well, here's the thing that I think is the most interesting, uh, at least to me, is if I was that person, uh, even if I was in that vehicle, the gun is the second most scariest thing in that situation. Yeah. I would hope. For the gun to take out the sweet He's release really quick.
1: Probably still because, alive because it was a gun and not Velasquez right, going all ham in on him.
2: right? Because Kane is going to make you suffer and then you are probably going to die. Like Kane Velasquez is the scariest part of that situation. Truck included. And so it's like, thank God you only got shot. Because if you would have got out, you would have been fucked, pal. Like, ooh.
1: yeah, Yeah. Uh, interesting story. Interesting story. We'll move on. Vince McMahon will induct The Undertaker into the WWE Hall of Fame at this year's annual WrestleMania Week ceremony, according to McMahon himself during an interview today on The Pat McAfee Show. No other inductees have been announced for this year's induction ceremony as of this time. Um, Well, I think we asked that question, who would induct him? And I guess who, you know, that one makes sense because who else is going to have that stature? We, We argued The Undertaker is that guy above everyone else as the locker room leader well then who the hell could it be
2: yeah the, i mean if paul bear was still alive i think yes. that would have been the most yeah. logical choice but kane but honestly, isn't a
1: kane isn't in a position to do that well, even though they're closely tied and his current
2: yeah current this week he got drugged <laughs> through the mud with some of well, his hot takes so yeah
1: yeah yeah we love god, hangman god by bless the way. hangman all right yeah, yeah god bless <laughs> Hangman. but yeah so
2: here's the thing because i think so Vince is inducting Undertaker. Is the only other person Stone Cold, and then Trump? Those are the only two, right?
1: What they had Vince induct him,
2: right? Wasn't those are the only two. Who I think inducted so. Hogan? Um, oh, it was the celebrity. It was Sylvester Stallone. Oh yeah. What the yeah, fuck, fuck was him. that about? Well, because that that launched his career because of Thunderlips, and then, he got, the then he, he got back in the WWE. So he got back in the WWE. You could argue Mr. T,
1: maybe, but then oh, ain't yeah. doing Mr. T,
2: <laughs> right? Yeah. So here here's where I think people are interested, but I'm just checking out. Is will we see the real Vince McMahon? Because if you go back to the Last Ride documentary, there was a couple different moments where Vince asked to cut because he was about to cry, but like. Okay, I was. I'm not gonna cry. I, I don't know. I'm checked out, and maybe this is me. But after he did his tell all interviews with 65 different personalities across you know different platforms, I don't really care to hear anything he has to say. Yeah. I'm not saying he's not in, like worthy of induction. I'm of course he should be in the Hall of Fame more than anyone probably ever. Right, but as far as like the process and like the ceremony. Miss me with that bullshit. Yeah, and
1: I, I'll try to avoid rehashing everything we said last episode, but we did catch you know, some comments on this, and we liked the comments and, and,
2: mm-hmm. and, and yeah, all that, for sure. and
1: it, it was not bad. Um, but w- what you're saying here is, I believe 100% true. Yes, he's 100% deserving, and there's no doubt he should be the, the only, we've not even said not even the headliner, you could get by with saying only Undertaker mm-hmm. this year, and right. nobody's going to bitch about it. I don't think anybody's going to bitch about it that's not being irrational. Mm-hmm. Great. What we're saying is, much like the rest of WWE content right now, why the fuck do you guys care to listen to these speeches that I you undoubtedly have heard, as Tom said, 65 times now? Yeah. Yes, it's- there may be another story, but it's going to be the same, like, we did this, and then we did that, and then we did this, and it won't be, like, how I reacted won't be different than how I reacted in the other ones. So to me, it's like, I'm not going to go out of my way to spend two hours of watching this mm-hmm. for yeah. you know what I mean for nothing there's there's not going to be a
2: revelation that it was right. actually Linda McMahon who wrote Undertaker storylines you know what
1: I mean like there's not and, any of yeah, that kind exactly of there's not going to be any of that and the Vince aspect of it the next news story we're even going to talk about Vince McMahon and the reason I don't care is The sight of Vince McMahon crying to me doesn't, like, I don't care to humanize this guy anymore. If Mm -hmm. I'm being frank, like, Mm -hmm. I think we need to come to terms, a lot of people, and a lot of people have tried to say this over the years and have, like, he's kind of a piece of shit human being. Like, significant, right? Like, Mm -hmm. not well, right? He's not well. He needed a lot of therapy that he never got. And, like, I don't care, honestly, like what he has to say other than, like, it'll be like, Oh, interesting. I don't think we ever would have heard him say anything like that's the only thing. And to me, that's just not enough to like, you know, pull up the peacock and and sit there and carve out time of my day.
2: Yeah. The only interesting aspect for me, for Vince McMahon, is to get his perspective on his product. I don't care to hear anymore about his thoughts when we do a monologue on a superstar. Right. When when we say we're going to hear from Vince McMahon on his thoughts on The Rock. We kind of know what he's going to fucking say, right? When, But like, I want to hear the only thing that, again, that I feel that is interesting about Vince McMahon at this point in his career is saying like, what's your favorite storyline? Who was your superstar that, you know, you had the most fun working with? What was the storyline that you struggled with the most? Like, those are the things, but like for him to just talk about another person. Yeah. He said everything already. And he's probably going to call him Mark all night and say that Mark is a good family man and a close friend and he's gonna get teared up because he didn't leave we might get,
1: wcw we might get some story about like what drove the the like how they stumbled upon the character when they were writing it you know what i mean yeah, and they knows, saw this guy like, and they were like who's the guy You're right yeah yeah it's That's just
2: funny. i am fine yeah bye-bye
1: yeah hey <laughs> In the chats in the YouTube live stream right now. By the way, we are live. If you're listening on the podcast later or watching this video, you can join us live Thursday nights. Uh, Katie First, the lady, says, hey, nice to talk about another dull week in wrestling. <laughs> All seriousness, cannot wait for Revolution Sunday. I spy more blood, and we are so excited for Revolution. We're going to get into that. Man, we got some preview coming Look, up. There was
2: one promotion that was dull, but last night... There, ooh! I can't wait to talk about that CM Punk uh, MJF yeah. segment. God. Woo!
1: Anyhow, what's what well, we got resting on this? Good stuff. Yeah. All right, let's get into our final news story, and then we can start getting into some of the other stuff here. Yeah. WWE terminated its partnership with Russian broadcaster Match and shut down WWE Network in Russia effective immediately according to a press release from the company, which states, quote, the move eliminates access in Russia to any WWE programming, including the company's weekly Raw, SmackDown, and NXT shows, its on-demand library, and all of its premium live events, including WrestleMania 38, end quote. Nations and corporations around the world have been severing ties with Russia over the last week following Russia's invasion of Ukraine. And, um,
2: yeah. Yeah, screw you, Putin. You don't get to watch Raw this Monday. This
1: Russia keeps benefiting more from this war every fucking day. Uh,
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, but honestly, that move is only, like, the only people not benefit, or the only people that are affected by that are the common citizens who just like your product. Yeah.
1: First of all, the soldiers probably ain't got time to be pulling up fucking old peacock or whatever it is over there, right? Yeah. And, And so... But I, I do get that that's some of the ideas. You're trying to force public pressure the other way and that kind of thing. So great, right? Yeah. Everybody do it all at once. Great. Whatever. I understand what you're doing. But, like, you motherfuckers just did a pay-per-view in Saudi Arabia. Like, so, man, man, yeah. man, it, man, like, and, and, and here's where I was, I was brought up Vince McMahon earlier. You, go at it. Vince McMahon, and your fucking wife- participated in the guy who we had to fucking impeach over trying to do shit to weaken the goddamn ability for them to defend themselves. You're the fucking problem in in some of this as well. And so like, miss me with that. Now you stand in solidarity. Like I don't fucking believe any of it. I, I try to separate as much as I can. The company being like all these people that work at WWE and make some decisions against Vince McMahon. But I'm to believe from everything we've heard, you can't separate those two. Right. Cuz it's everything Vince McMahon wants. And he wanted that shit then. And so like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. It's it's going to be
2: I, Yeah, c- to your point, two points there. One, yeah, he was a you know, politically he was a huge contributor contributor to the last administration and what they were trying to do alongside of this country of Russia. And then two, yeah, you were fine with Saudi Arabia trying to sports wash its fucking uh, reputation to the world and you're co-signing on that. So like, Oh, but this is where we take the stand. And then the third point is again, Putin's not suffering from not having WWE on the television, right? It's only the little, you know, the little kid who's 12 years old who loves to watch Monday Night Raw or Friday Night SmackDown and can't because now you've pulled the plug for that 12 year old. Like it's just stupid. It's, it's, it's again a hollow move made by a hollow company with hollow morals and a, a crazy man at the top that just
1: needs to retire. I'm not yeah.
2: saying anything else, but he just needs to retire. So, yeah
1: yeah well here let's do this let's Ooh, we might have to uh take a break and re-sign in apparently yeah, we'll oh yeah out as we come. yeah i just got oh, a yeah. message saying uh the old zoom is gonna time out i didn't know that was a thing mm. but let's get into the tweet the tables and get you rolling on that and i'll try to work on the back end on that all right let's hear it let's see all right so let's get into the first tweet table by the way uh use hashtag tweet table on twitter and uh We'll read some of your tweets right here on the show. Just like at Theo75, he says, that is epic news that AEW bought Ring of Honor. Hashtag AEW Dynamite. Hashtag Tweet the Table. What do you think, Tom? Well, I think the, the most interesting thing for me as a viewer is
2: going to be that this potential rumor deal with HBO Max, you're going to essentially turn HBO Max and have a tab into the network, right? On WWE, they have the network of content from WCW, ECW, NWA, obviously all the WWE stuff. And AEW is not going to compete with that right from the jump. But to add a company that has 20 plus years, it feels like, of content plus your own of the last three and growing more and more as you continue to uh, grow your company, I think that's an amazing uh feather in the cap for hbo and turner to say like here we go we don't have uh you know the historical legacy of wwe but we got you know a hundred hours or you know let's say 75 hours worth of content of pro wrestling don't you want to check it out and you're gonna have people who are like me that says yeah uh bye peacock hey hbo max i hear you guys have aew and roh Oh, by the way, you also have the Sopranos. Well, this is fun. I'm on this app now all the time, right? So that's going to be the part that I think is interesting. Also, along with that, and we don't know the details, but what will this look like? What will this partnership look like? Are we going to have Matt Hardy who maybe get phased out of AEW, but then it's Matt and Jeff takes on the Briscoe brothers at the next Ring of Honor pay-per-view, right? Or do we see... Maybe Jonathan Grisham go from Ring of Honor up to AEW, and that's a trade because then we're gonna bring Miro down to Ring of Honor and yada, you know, all these moving things. That's fascinating to me. I that's why this this is gonna be so much fun to just view. Sit back and say, All right, let's see it. Because again, we kind of know what WWE does. It says, here's the content, we're not talking about it. Bye-bye, move on. Go watch Roman Reigns. With this, we don't know. Tony Khan could just infuse everything, and there could be a Ring of Honor takeover that's way cooler than what the WCW-ECW takeover looked like. So who knows, Mm -hmm. but I'm for it.
1: Yeah, I'm excited for it. We dug into that one a whole bunch, so let me just try to uh, uh, move on to the next one here. All right. At Devil Vamp says, Brian Danielson transitioning into multiple moves mid-flip, mid-hip toss is just beautiful. Hashtag tweet the table. Also, he's just a fucking psychopath. He wants to not only hurt himself, but other people. It's perfect.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I love Brian Danielson's current, like, just whole demeanor. Love it all.
2: Can I tell you a fun fact or a, a, a fun observation I think I'm having with uh, Brian Danielson? Hmm. i don't think this part of the character is an act Mm -hmm. i think he is an asshole i think he is kind of a jerk know-it-all where he's not gonna macho you and like puff out his chest and say ha 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 i'm better than you but he is gonna do things where it's like call you know question your manhood or question your confidence in yourself and then you're gonna look at him in a different light and that's kind of what he's doing right now right there's not a lot of heel things he's doing. Now I know he kicked in uh Christopher Daniels head in after the match, which that's definitely a heel move. But before that it's just, you know, flexing while he does a triangle and uh Lee Moriarty is passed out. You know, those kind of things where that's not the worst thing in the world, but you definitely don't like it. And I think that is him. I don't mm-hmm. know if he's being told, hey, heal it up out there I think they may be just saying hey Brian be yourself pal and so I don't know it's gonna be fascinating to see how this character evolves especially after Sunday night with John moxley uh so we shall see
1: yeah yeah I'm excited and, and I think he's great and I and I want more of it but on the on the revolution train still we're going to at Katie first lady says I think Adam is gonna win Sunday. Hashtag AW revolution. Hashtag tweet the table. I see what you did there. You ain't wrong. You ain't you wrong. Yeah. And this thing's got me a little excited. I'll be, you know, I, I wish we would have got more storyline in it.
2: Well, Here's where I wish we got more bang for your buck. I guess you could say is looking at Adam Cole. I know on paper, he is undefeated, right? Undefeated. Adam Cole is, you know, tearing up the rankings and he's shooting up to number one status in, in a heartbeat. However, his two feuds, one with Jungle Boy and two with Orange Cassidy, he lost both of those, right? Mm -hmm. The 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 trios tag match, he got his head bashed in by Jungle Boy and the concerto. And then Orange Cassidy, even though it didn't count on the record, it was a lights out match that he lost. And so now we're saying, but Adam Cole could beat Hangman. And I just no, no, he couldn't. You know, there's other people that could John Moxley, I think could, you know, Kenny Omega might come back and he could, but Adam Cole, his two feuds in this short period of time he's come out a loser. So I think, you know, not to hedge my bets here a little bit, but I don't think that's the Adam that's coming out on top.
1: I think you might not be wrong there. And, um, yeah, I just, I, yeah, I don't know. The the Adam Page thing, I think, has left us hanging a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, I just... The Adam Page? You don't think Adam Page is doing well? I mean, I just, I, I don't think they've they've given us much to bite into. Well, they haven't given him much time. I think that's yeah. been
2: another criticism of ours, is he's doing good work in these short windows of three minutes. And again, no disrespect to the CM Punk and MJF feud, but they're getting 20, 15 minutes a pop. Where our champion is having to, you know, do a whole advancement of three weeks of storyline in a vignette backstage where he's talking about, you know, the murderhawk monster. So I think given more time to your champion who should be the number one guy in your promotion, that should be uh, the focus. It doesn't seem like it's going to be. So as this being the main event, it doesn't really feel like the main event. I think there's other matches that have a bigger fight feel. Because of the attention that they're getting.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, one second here. Still trying to get us uh, squared away here. To All keep right. us going to keep us live, live on air. We'll see. We'll see what happens here. Let's just move into the next one. Uh, if you lose this, stay with us for a second. We'll be back on shortly, but we'll keep going here. At Devil Vamp says, This is what we do to T bar. I loved Dijakovic, and he has become a stepping stone for this giant goober. Who gives a fuck? Hashtag tweet the table. And yeah, they had uh, Dijakovic, you know, T bar take on Amos and get squashed. And I mean, like, I, like I'm a fan of Amos, but man, I, you know, you're right. Like, everything about, you know, T bar and Dijakovic is just lost now to just like, you know, he's a massive guy. Should out presence everybody, but yet now I am squashed on Amos. We're still
2: calling him T bar? Yeah. There's no one in that company. That's still in in uh, retribution, right? They're all gone. Right. Mia Yim's gone. Shane Thorne's gone. I know Ali's not gone, but he wants to be gone. And so, like, why are we hanging on to the T-Bar? Whatever happened to the other guy, though? Is the other guy still in WWE? I don't know if he's still
1: there either. Yeah, I don't know.
2: But, so why are we
1: holding on to the name T-Bar? Almost, I think, has a great future because he seems to be getting it and picking up and improving. And But I don't get that, like, they know what to do with that anymore other than make him the great Khali after a while. And it's case in point with, like, T-Bar. Like, he's a guy who has, like, all the size and stuff. I don't think he has the, the most charisma. And that maybe a guy like Almost has a little more charisma than, say, a guy like T-Bar, but still. Well, and here's the
2: thing that made me... So you, you mentioned how Almost, what can we do with them? Maybe it'll be the great Khali thing. But we ruin that every single time. And this is why we ruin it. Because if you don't turn that monster into the champion, then you put him down in the card and he's like anyone else. In AEW, they even have another example with Lance Archer, right? He goes, he tears through everyone, everyone dies, but then he gets choked out by Jon Moxley uh, for the championship. And then he kind of goes down the card, but then he goes through everyone else and then it's for the first TNT championship and he loses to Cody. And then he go- And so if you're going to have the monster unleashed, and I know we're going on a tangent a little bit about Amos, but I think it applies to all big men because I'm worried about Wardlow. You've got to put that rocket all the way to the top. That's the only payoff. Because, like, the only company that I feel has ever done this right was the first run of Goldberg. Like, if Goldberg would have lost to Hulk Hogan, then he's just like anyone else. He's just like Scott Norton or any other Yeah, but he, he wasn't even
1: Hogan. Like, So, like... Well, I almost hasn't lost anybody yet. So, I mean, you know, well, but what I'm saying is like, but but
2: what I'm saying is like, if you get him all the way to Bobby Lashley and Bobby Lashley gets him with the hurt lock Brock, right? Then he just becomes another Big E or another, you know, big guy on the roster that just doesn't do much. You have to send that person to the championship and winning the championship to get the payoff of all this stuff or else it's all for nothing. So Wardlow, you better beat fucking MJF when time comes. Homie.
1: Homie. All right. Well, that was Tweet the Table and a technical difficulty hiccup, but, you know, we're here. So join us uh, next week. Use hashtag tweet the table throughout the week, and we'll read them right here on the show. We'll talk about what you want to talk about before we get into what we want to talk about. And what we want hey. to talk about is this AEW Revolution card coming up on Sunday, and Dynamite that happened this week, and Rampage, and all that shit was great. And they're they man, we've talked. They have some dips, right? We're not like homers to the point we say like everything they do is amazing. But man, they are on an upswing right now. They are hitting yeah. on all cylinders, and I love.
2: Yeah, it. I mean. There's plenty of stuff that you can nitpick and say like, so what happened to Lance Archer? He challenges for the championship and then isn't seen again. Hey, I understand that in legit, you know, uh, pro wrestling world Miro's hurt, but he can't do a promo. He just goes away. What the hell's with that? We signed Jay lethal and he's had how many matches since signing, you know? So yes, there's plenty you could point out. however, just even if you want to yourself, if you're listening to the podcast, pull up the card and just look at this embarrassment of riches with John Moxley, Brian Danielson, Hangman versus Adam Cole, uh, a triple threat um, tag team match with the Young Bucks, Red Wagon and Jurassic Express, Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa 2. I mean, all of these are main events, honestly. You could put yeah. any of those matches, I said, and that could main event
1: the next pay-per-view, and I, it's all on one. I can't wait to start talking about uh the show because even even the two matches on the pre show got me a little geeked. I'm excited. Fuck yes! It's Hook. It's Hook. Against hook. our against our good buddy Cutie Marshall, which goddammit, we keep forgetting. He's begging to be on the show and we keep forgetting to pull him up. Uh, let's. Are, are you just ready to start, well, or what thing. do you want to do?
2: Yeah, but here's the thing, Cutie. Beat Hook, you can get on the show. How about that?
1: Let's talk about that one. Hook, with ease, right?
2: I love Hook. I love Hook. We're gonna look back at this pay per view and just be like, "Are you serious?" At one time, we had Hook on the pre show. Of the same card that still had CM Punk and MJF and Brian Danielson? Like, what? This company is bonkers with the talent level and the future stars coming down the the pipeline. You know? Sammy Guevara is still hanging out in that upper mid-card. He's going to eventually take off. Darby Allin's eventually going to take off. And it's all right here. Oh, just, it's incredible. Incredible. But yeah, I got Hook. Hook! Uh, by the way, for my anniversary, as a gift for my wife, I got a Hook shirt. And so what that means now, because of how old I am, I have a father-son combination uh, t shirts in my uh, closet with Taz yes. and Hook. <laughs> yes. I am old.
1: <laughs> Welcome to the club, man.
2: Oh man, it's it felt weird knowing that I had both the father and son authentic T-shirts.
1: But you, you know, like, it is what it is. Have hold them both up and get. Yeah. I am, yeah, I am. Get them, get them on. Get them to retweet you. Um, yeah, it's hook, right? Hook does the walk over, does everything on Cutie. We get Cutie selling like a million dollars, right? <laughs>
2: But do we get cutie to actually put hook in any type of danger? That's the question I think. Is it I don't just think a cutie's straight
1: guy. No? I think they're re- I think they recognize that hook is a crowd favorite and and poised to if they do it right and I think Taz is the guy who's going to be back there being like don't fuck this up and mm. Tony Khan's going to be like yeah, you're probably right. And you know what I mean like it's cutie, right? Like cutie's not damaged at all by taking a beat down here at all. At all, but hook all- is.
2: Yes. The only thing that I would say in the trope that needs to die yesterday is if cutie gets uh, an advantage by doing a low blow, I I just that's going to that's just going to ruin it for me almost because it's like not everyone can get hit in the dick like.
1: Oh, everyone can get hit in the dick with these hands.
2: We did that twice last night. We did that twice with Darius from top flight yep, and then uh, CM punk from MJF. And so, and then Brock Lesnar, you know, the week before or whatever. So it's like, stop it with the low blow. It hurts. We all know, but like poke the eye that hurts too, you know, like, and you can't, I mean, you could wear glasses, but you get what I'm saying. Like, it's a little bit easier to be like, Oh man, he didn't wear eye protection. Well, you should be wearing a cup. Watch professional sports. They all wear fucking cups. Idiot. Actually, I never did. That's a fun fact. I never wore mm, a cup yeah, before.
1: I never, like, did anything. I, you know, mm-hmm. Nothing no. in boxing. You got nothing got steel. In, you know, yeah. you know, or they're just hard to hit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, hey! They're rusty. <laughs> all right, the other match on the pre-show, Chris Statlander versus Layla Hirsch. And, man, I think Hirsch is going to come away with this one.
2: Well... Isn't this weird that the the narrative has changed based off of one kind of poorly said line from Chris Statlander? Mm-hmm. Like, I know what she was trying to say, like you're a miserable person, but no one should say like, "Oh, if you were this way as a kid, now I get it
1: while your parents gave you up for adoption." Like yeah, that's a heel. That's thing to that's, say. that's the heel thing to say. And I just I Statlander is an athlete, right? You can tell oh. that. Oh, she's awesome! In the but ring. also, I just don't think it's connecting all that much, right? I think well, the only thing she needs to get she, weirder. Yeah, the only connection is that by proxy she's connected to the to the best friends, and I they're not going to get involved in this. And I just think yeah. I think we're going to come away with Hirsch getting the victory out and like doing something brutal and ruthless, and then everybody's mm-hmm. going to be like, "Oh shit, here's a legit contender."
2: Yeah, I think Chris Statlander might elevate the match. Right? She might be the first one to do a. A power bomb off the top rope, or whatever it is, right? But she then I think the it's Charlotte legit. Blair Layla
1: Hirsch backflip off the top rope that she doesn't, yeah, really fucking match, and we're supposed to ooh and all every time. Yeah, and she misses it most of the time yeah. too.
2: Anyhow, Um but I think legit Layla Hirsch is going to be hey, the one that's like, can, can I oh can we talk shit. about that
1: though too? Though I still what? blame the person taking that for the miss because you have time to, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> get in the way.
2: Yeah. Yes, I mean, but again, if the left, person. You know what I mean? like, Well, but if the person's six feet to the right, then yeah. you're like, well, what the fuck? It would look, you know it what I mean? look like
1: Evil Uno running to the post.
2: <laughs> exactly, yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. But yes, if you can well, take you a look at the like You are trying to catch, right,
1: and then you, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah, something like that. But uh, yeah, I got Layla Hirsch with this. And to your point about Chris Statlander not really connecting with the audience, I think she's kind of a WWE character where. Okay, she's an alien and she boops you, but you just keep telling me that. I actually have not seen any fucking alien part of her. You know, like with Luchasaurus, he's a dinosaur twenty four seven. Like I get it, that's the gimmick. He's seeing it. He he is it, right? Uh, he says he's sixty five thousand years old or whatever it is. But with legit or with uh, Chris Atlander, it's just, oh, you you painted half your face tonight. Okay, alien. You know got to turn that up for me. Be weird. That's what I want.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yes, more weirdness. More weirdness. All right. On to the regular show. AEW Revolution. The pay-per-view. Now, I'm just reading this off of CulturedVultures.com. Ooh, that's a fun one. Okay. I will say this. Unless unless somebody can clue me in, AEW, like you can find on the events link, you can find that's a pay-per-view and how you get tickets and where to watch it. They don't really break down the card, right? Mm-mm. Yeah. Not a good content. Book.
2: Content. They're like, we don't care. Just give us money.
1: Yeah, WWE does great about that. Like, you can click any individual match. There's a graphic for mm-hmm. it. You can kind of break, they'll yeah. break down what's happening. Um, now, like WWE is a media machine. We understand that, but
0: eh, there's yeah. a, there's an you improvement. Still,
1: write. Can yeah, You can, yeah, you can definitely hire a writer. <laughs> so, if any of this is wrong, blame it on the cultured vultures here. That's but a fun nice. one yeah all right tbs championship jade cargill ty conti i don't think we're getting jade cargill losing here and new champ but i think we're gonna get first serious thought of that right like first serious bout if you will that like went the distance where you're like oh shit she might she might fucking lose this
2: what did hold on let me look this up because i thought this was the line of the night uh From Dynamite, where Tay Conti's doing her interview, and Jade Cargill goes, Bitch, shut up before I kick you in the head again, or something like (laughs) that. It was. She just had the confidence and swagger where this wasn't rehearsed. This is how I feel. Uh, your black belt doesn't mean shit on this side. I'm going to mess you oh, up. Oh, yeah. I she love said, Ain't it.
1: nobody care about none of that karate bullshit or whatever she
2: said. It was the best. I thought it was so great here. Well, on, it's so to real, too.
1: It. Like, that's you You can picture that if you've ever seen a fight between two ladies, right? Where one's like, Ain't nobody give a fuck about You know what I mean? Like, Miss yeah, me she said. Nobody cares
2: Yeah she said Quote Bitch shut up Before I kick
1: you In the face No one gives a damn About that karate shit <laughs> <laughs> See and that's what We don't get that On WWE That wouldn't Cut through a Writing room floor oh. Right, you well, get what and, I mean? Like it just wouldn't go through yeah. the writing room floor, but here they let them kind of say some shit. You know what I mean? And well, it's
2: and great. it's also the arrogance because she doesn't do karate; it's Brazilian jiu-jitsu and yeah. karate Giro. shit.
1: You fucking <laughs> no. nobody cares about that. That's Whatever what's you call so it. funny it's about all, it. it. It's all karate. You guys are just fucking. You guys are just trying to fucking make it more important, you know. What I, mean? I know. You guys are just trying to like, inflate it. It's what... all karate. <laughs> I
2: love that. That made me laugh so yeah. hard. just it's such an American it's... thing to like, say, too. Yeah. Right? It's like nah. you know, it's, yeah. that
1: crush. it's like it's not karate. Be like, yeah, it is. It's yeah, all whatever.
2: Fucking <laughs> yeah, whatever. You German, I'm yeah, you Austrian. You dress up in okay, a robe whatever. and fucking whatever. chop people. Yeah. It's
1: karate, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <The> best. So, <laughs> Cargill uh, yeah, wins. So I got yeah, Jay Cargo. All right. Here we go with Matt Hardy, Andrade El Idolo, and Isaiah Cassidy versus Darby Allen, Sting, and Sammy Guevara in the match I probably am least looking forward to well, has the least amount of, like, storylines. I know there's so, a story with, like, Matt Hardy and Andre El Idolo, but, like, this is well, weird.
2: That's that's not the part that I'm actually having any beef with. It's on the other side because – I don't read spoilers for uh, Dynamite, so I don't know what happens tomorrow night. Again, we record on a Thursday night if you're listening to this letter. Or, excuse me, Rampage. Um, I don't read Rampage uh, spoilers, so I don't know what's going to happen. But tomorrow on Rampage for the TNT Championship is Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allin. Yeah. And then two days later, whatever happens from that match, then they're like, but we're teammates.
1: So that's it. So this is how I feel like it, depending on what happens on rampage is how I would pick this. Now I don't have that benefit here, but like if there's, if there's a battle between Sammy and Darby and things get testy and let's say Darby wins and Sammy's like, fuck you nut punch. Right. And then Sting's like, what are you doing? And then he's like, if you two, sting and maybe we get sting versus, you know, Sammy or whatever. We think the the fucking TNT championships online or whatever, but like, I don't know that they're going to go that
0: route. It I
1: feel just like feels this is just a, the crowd gets to cheer Sting, Yeah. So I feel I'm going to say Darby Sting and Sammy win. Yeah. yeah but caveat of like Dep- after Dep- Rampage, I Dep- might've changed my mind.
2: <laughs> but it just feels like the matches should be in reverse, right? It feels like on Rampage, you could do the six man tag. And then by the way, on Sunday night, it's going to be Sammy versus Darby for the TNT championship. Yeah. Look, it just I doesn't make guys, sense.
1: I promise you guys, I promise you, nobody is purchasing this pay per view because they want to see Matt Hardy in this Triple Threat match, or they right. want to see Andrade El Idolo, or even Isaiah Cassidy. Right? Some people might purchase it for Sting. Some people might be a huge Darby Allen fan. I'm getting it, but I'm going to tell you, probably they're not even buying it for Sammy Guevara, not yet. But most specifically, like Matt Hardy and Andrade and and Isaiah, so like you could have nixed all of those three out of it and just kept the Darby Sting and Sammy involved. And I know yeah, we've done it just, that, but
2: it just yeah, and it just feels like you know if you were watching this at at a friend's house, right? It's like a little small party for AEW Revolution.
1: So I'm at your house. This is
2: right. This is the, no this friends. is the part. This is the part of the show though where everyone's getting up. To get more chips or get something to drink, no one's like, wait, wait, guys, this is the match. And again, not every match can be that way, and I understand. But for your TNT champion to be another person and a six man, kind of devalues that championship,
1: in my yep. opinion. Well, then, oh, so who you got? I got the good
2: guys. I got, I got Sting. I think Sting must pose on pay per views. That seems to be the the pattern with AEW.
1: Yeah. All right, tag team championships are on the line in a in a tag team triple threat. This is a tornado triple threat. They're all just going to be in the ring at the same time, right? Is what I get. I think so. We've got Jurassic Express, the Young Bucks, and Red Dragon. Um, and I feel like Jurassic Express wins this because we're just going to get a bigger blow up between the Young Bucks and Red Dragon, and Jurassic Express is going to get like a sneak victory, snatch victory from the jaws of defeat, right? Because the Young Bucks and Red Dragon are going to be like, no, you can't. You can't be the one to pin him. No, you can't be the one to pin him. Well, fuck you, man. And then fight. And then, you know what I mean? Jungle Boy comes in with a schoolboy and, and we're out. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm not going that way, though. Mm-hmm. Now, who I think is going to win is still up in the air. But I think... I think it's going to be Red Wagon. I think this is what happens. I think the the young bucks do the the BT trigger on Jungle Boy. He falls to the ground as one of them goes to cover. Then that's when the Red Wagon comes in and does their thing, throws out the the young buck and then Red Wagon One covers Jurassic uh, or covers Jungle Boy. They're the new champs. Then moving on to whatever the next pay per view is or next big you know dynamite event. We're gonna get Red Wagon versus Young Bucks one on one, and then I think, I think this is where Christian maybe says Jurassic Express isn't up to their level, and he turns on them. Not on the not on Revolution, but. Jurassic Express then has to pick themselves up and then get back to the top and they don't. And then that's when Christian's like, you're losers. I'm out of here.
1: You know what I wouldn't hate is Christian heel managing even somebody like a red dragon. I know we won't go that route because they're tied up in this whole, you know,
2: yeah,
1: yeah, but I think they call it.
2: Yeah, I think the payoff, though, with this whole Jurassic Express is one on one jungle boy versus christian, christian
1: being the heel managers of the young bucks just for a small period of time against even like jurassic express could be so much comedy gold i mean there's oh, so yes. much
2: a one night so only much. Oh. a one night only would be great
1: yeah because of that's of my how favorite be. moments in wrestling have been christian heel promos
2: oh it's been the best oh. and that's where i think we're gonna get some of the best from christian in AEW is
1: as a heel oh with freedom I, to kind of say what he wants to say like nobody cares about that karate shit yeah I think... I think I'm going to name that the episode.
2: <laughs> I think that would be very interesting because like a one night only, right? So let's say Christian leaves Jurassic Express. You guys aren't up to my level. And then Jurassic Express is like, well, we're going to win the tag team championships without you. We're going to take on the Young Bucks. And then... Uh, they come out first and then the young bucks come out, they do their pose. Then they point to the entrance and that's when Christian walks out. Oh my God, it's a surprise. And then Christian does his heel shit. And then that would be a fun one night only kind of Love thing. It. Yeah. I like that yeah. idea,
1: but yeah, that's what I got. Well, like, so I got like him. I got ready red white. private party. of heels would be better than Matt Hardy. You know what I mean? Like
2: here, here's okay. Look, private party. You were cool at the start. You have a great fun song you beat the Young Bucks in year one of AEW. And since then, you guys have been and one and two and three and flip and one and two and three and ha and ho 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 I break up. I don't send them to Ring of Honor. Like, I just, I'm yeah, not man, like, just there's nothing to party. bite
1: into. And like we said, we're not a big fan of like the flips and shit just for the flips and shit. And there's a lot of moments in their matches I see where it's like pause okay, bend over and wait for me to flip off the top rope while you're bent over in an L-shape that you never would be in during the middle of the match. You know what I mean? Like, there's a bunch of that with them.
2: Well, and they're not even cool. Like, the private party guys are supposed to be ones that I want to hang out with. If you're going to name any tag team private party and you can't sit with us because we're the coolest guys in the room, that's Santana and Ortiz. That's the private party, right? Put them in suits and say, like, you can't fuck with us, you're not sitting with us. 100% 100%
1: believability. You yeah, they got to have suaveness and coolness and, like, yeah. a detached from. But, yeah, they come out jumping, flying, and being like. Eh, well, they just out, they come they're, they're out. They're more Jersey like, Shore than Private Party. Oh, I was going to say they're more fucking
2: Futurama than they are uh, cool guys behind the, you know, VIP room. Like, yeah. fuck out of here. They're yeah. dorks.
1: So, Damn. you've got Red Dragon, huh? I got That's Red Wagon. First That's different I'm going. Right. There you go. All right, this match. This, this one's going to hurt your chest. It's Brian Danielson versus John Moxley.
2: Hey, did we get a, did we get a tweet the table? Uh, I think we got a tweet the table about this. Let me check real quick. I think uh devil vamp sent this one second here. Here we go.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't get yeah. All yeah. The ones in.
2: Right. Yeah, yeah. So you go ahead and then I'll read, or okay. you want me read it first? Now? Yeah. I'll read it. Okay, so from at Devil Vamp. He says, calling it now, Brian Danielson beats Mox, then uses that to keep him under his thumb for a year or so. After they dominate for a year, Mox turns and finally wins one against Brian Danielson. Hashtag tweet the table. So that is from Table Nation, specifically at Devil Vamp. What do you think about that prediction?
1: Oh yeah, this came in. Oh, this came in just a few hours ago. Nice, Tom. I know. Nice, yeah. nice. Um, <clears throat> man, I'm torn on where this goes. Right? Yeah, I feel like it works best if they have a sinister, we're kind of evil, right? So we're helping these kids, but we're also exploiting them. Mm-hmm. Aspect, and we don't get there with John Moxley beating Brian Danielson, right? Because that would have to humble brian danielson unless moxley gets so brutal that he's like i get it i see what you're saying let's do this right so but so i'm gonna say it's probably it. i'm gonna say danielson wins just because of kind of what devil vamp is saying here but honestly i could see it either way you can get wherever you need to out of this mm-hmm. because this is just kind of it's unorthodox to the story Barry. we're about to tell
2: very i got brian danielson because i think this wins over john moxley's like allegiance, like, okay, you're obviously better than me, so I got to learn from you, so let's join up, right? It's going to be one of those things.
1: Oh, yeah, the whole, like, I thought I knew violence until this man kicked my face in.
2: Right, so now we're going to kick everyone else's faces in. I also think from taking a step back and looking at how AEW keeps everyone strong at all times, it feels like, I think Brian Danielson losing a world championship match to hangman and then going right into the next feud and losing to John Moxley isn't something that they're really keen on. I also think John Moxley has other uh cool things about him being the GCW heavyweight champion, being in blood sport. Like there's things that'll keep him strong outside of AEW so he can lose in AEW because of that. So that's why I got Brian Danielson.
1: Okay. The next one I'm real, I'm excited, but this could also, this could make us look back and be like, oof, that didn't go so well. Jericho versus Kingston.
2: I totally forgot about this match. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I think Kingston has to win this.
2: Has to win this. So I'm going to
1: pick Kingston because like, I think that's the story they're trying to tell here is Kingston overcomes his fear of success. They may try to tell that story in the match. And that's where I worry, like, this may come off coming a little like, gee guys, you missed, you fucking missed the target on that one. Because <laughs> Jericho, got honestly.
2: Well, yeah. yes, right, because he should have lost the MJF five labors of Jericho, and then he ended up beating MJF, which didn't make any fucking fun sense. I mean, it made sense, but it wasn't fun. I got Eddie Kingston, and I keep telling you, AEW has yet to do, like, a major heel turn and i know mjf did the thing on inner circle but inner circle was kind of heels and they just got out healed by a heel right so it wasn't like oh hit you in the heartstrings right but right now inner circle are baby faces i know there's some inner turmoil i think we're this is the ascension of eddie kingston to the top and if i was wagering a point <clears throat> I got Santana and Ortiz cost Chris Jericho this match.
1: I think that's what we got with the whole like fist bump. He's like, Oh, he's got Uh, your back. Not us motherfucker. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. (laughs) You could go without them being heels and a heel turn. You could get, they come out there and Jericho thinks they were going to turn on him. And he's got fucking, you know, one facial expression, Jake Hager there to stop it. And they're like, we weren't out here to fucking attack you. But you thought we were,
2: mm-hmm. or or he you know just what I mean? Pushed. Now we got to do it. Oh, check this out! This is what we could do for fun. Oh, I'm having fun here. Okay, I'm having fun. Check Probably. this out. Follow me for a second. I don't know the match order because this could be the first match of the night. Sure, so yeah, who knows, right. right? But let's say it is the match order that you're saying here, right? So, Friday night rampage: Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara. Darby Allen beats Sammy Guevara for the TNT Championship, right? Straight up, the handshake after the yeah. the match. We go to break, or we go at the end of the show. That's Rampage, new champion, Darby Allen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then we do the triple or the the six man tag. Sammy Guevara's like, "Fuck you, Sting. Fuck you, Darby Allen. Nutshot, Nutshot. Matt Hardy and Andrade win because they got to stay strong, right? Because they're the family office people." So then Sammy's now a heel. Fuck the the painted face people. Then we go later down into the show, right? Santana and Ortiz come out for this match. Chris Jericho gets a little bit of an ego trip and is like, kick his ass. Kick Eddie Kingston ass. Prove to me your allegiance by kicking this motherfucker in the face. And then Santor- Santana and Ortiz are like, no. And so then they turn on him. To where we get at the next, again, big Dynamite event, Eddie Kingston, Santana Ortiz versus the three remaining members of Inner Circle, uh, One Face Hager, Sammy Guevara, Chris Jericho. Boom, boom, boom. That's what's happening. (laughs) Put it down on the last pick. Put it down for this one. Yeah,
1: I think that's how we get there is I think we want to kind of ride this wave that like Kingston is is getting some of that every man crowd love. And they're every man tag team. And they – yeah, they are – the crowd is behind them as well. So, like, it would be weird. Sometimes you use that against the people and flip. But I don't think they're at that level where we're like, I love everything these guys do. And wait, why would you do that, right? I don't think we're there. I think we understand they're, like, flawed human beings that are gritty and Mm -hmm. a little dark. Mm -hmm. And so I think you keep them face. And, yeah, I think you get the Jericho, like, either was thinking he was a step ahead of them and then that insults them – you know, they're like, we weren't going to fucking do that to you. We were just here to make sure neither of you did it to each other. And now you're out here fucking sending Hager. And they put Hager down. They're like, now it's time to fucking, hey, if you're going to call mm-hmm. me an asshole, I feel obliged to be one. Time to beat your ass, Jericho. And then they yeah. fucking raise Kingston's hand. And he's like, my boys, right? Like, my yeah. dogs, right? Yeah. But yeah. I but
2: I think, yeah, I think, I think Chris Jericho saying prove your allegiance mm-hmm. to me. Is yeah. the like, well, fuck Jericho. Yeah. Well, I
1: think it could even come down to that, right? As they're like sorting all that out, mm-hmm. and then you go, Yeah, I I mean I think I think that's where we're going. I love it. Because again, they like those little layers of to- of storytelling here in AEW, and that's why we like mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. All right. This match is gonna be interesting. The face of the revolution ladder match Keith Lee, Wardlow, Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, Orange Cassidy, Ethan Page, and Christian Cage. Wait a minute, Ethan Page? Yep.
2: So he wins tomorrow night. <laughs> well, I mean, this is on the match card right here. I know. So they they've they've ruined it because he has a qualifying match on Rampage. So Ethan Page wins. How would the is it already been taped? Yeah, they tape it after Dynamite. Uh... So spoiler, <laughs> that's fun. Um, man, this could have been cooler though. Look. I like Orange Cassidy. I think Ricky Starks is great. I don't think he should be in Team Taz, but I still like Ricky Starks. But you should have went big, meaty men ladder match. It I should mean, have you leave been more little
1: powerhouse Hobbs and Christian Cage. Yeah, and then you
2: add Brian Cage, then you add ten. I mean, right there, that's your match.
1: Yep. Yeah, but, that's why I was I was saying Christian Cage. I was thinking of Brian Cage when I said that. Yeah, because I was talking yeah. about the big meaty men slap meat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for whatever reason, yeah, I'm now, because I've seen it, I'm ready to move on past this, and I want to see the powerhouse Hobbs-Keith Lee Mm -hmm. showdown that we're going to get, right? We're going to get that. Yeah. So here's the thing. Like,
2: this match is interesting, because we could go many different ways, right? We could say, Keith Lee is here. He's the man. Check him out. He's on a rocket ship to the top. He wins this match. We could also say... Wardlow's the Ward fucking Lowe. man. He ain't losing shit. He's eventually going to beat uh, MJFS. This is what gets him there.
1: We could also say Powerhouse Hobbs is not somebody to be fucked with. And he's the one that's establishing himself
2: as or the big Ricky man Stark's on campus. Or Ricky Starks
1: used Powerhouse Hobbs to get there. Yep. Yeah, either or, right? Yeah, I feel like the Orange Cassidy, the Ethan Page, and Christian Cage are out of it just for the reasons we've established. Like, I don't think any of those have anything that we're like, we could position them here to get that. Like, Christian Cage... That's going to do nothing for a storyline. Ethan page. I mean, they already kind of screwed over the whole oh, brass wait a ring minute. thing I, with, right?
2: Yeah, I think, oh, but if he wins that and says, Hey, Scorpios guy, like I'm going to do more with this than yeah. you did. That no could happen for that. Nah, no. Um, all right. So who are you picking, man? I'm going layup. I'll going just tell Wardlow. you. Okay. I don't think Wardlow. I'm going Keith Lee. Because I think Sean Spears costs Wardlow.
1: Yeah, I just Wardlow. thought that. Yeah, you're probably right. You probably scooped me on that one. It's it's one of those two. The outside yeah. being the powerhouse hubs, like I mentioned, where... It could or, be Ricky of those, or Ricky Starks uses Stark, power so. hops. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Um, but I think it's Lee or Wardlow, and I think you're right. I think we get Wardlow gets cost, because he told him, like, I'm going to let you keep it if you win the title, right, as we get Well, and now, then
2: he but. grabbed the chair from Sean Spears, who, yeah. by
1: the way, sidebar here,
2: uh, great was name. outstanding though the entire night because oh, yeah. I know we're going to talk about it a little bit but when MJF turns on Punk and the giddy joy that Sean Spears had jumping around MJF who's the fucking devil made me more scared of Sean Spears yeah
1: oh the acting of Sean Spears in the stare down between him and Wardlow was magnificent yeah yeah magnificent yeah we'll talk he more was- about that he yeah, was great,
2: great in two segments uh, last yeah. night. Thought it was outstanding.
1: Super believable, um, even though he's acting over the top, which is great.
2: W- yeah. When someone's doing that to another human and you see another human excited about that, I'm more scared of the person who's excited from it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So, so yeah, I got, got Keith Lee. Because all right. All right, I got well. Keith Lee. Look, because I got Keith Lee that keeps and what keeps him busy is – Powerhouse Hobbs says, You didn't beat me. You just climbed up a ladder. And then we get the big, meaty men fighting, all
1: having that fun. God, it's gonna That's be what great. I think. Those yeah, it's going to be awesome. Fucking just toss each other around. All right. AEW Women's Championship is on the line. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD versus Thunder Rosa. And man, I feel like Rosa wins this one. Yeah, I don't.
2: Unless we get a continuance. That's what I think happens. Okay. I think, I think we get Britt Baker wins. Hey Thunder Rosa, you've actually never beat me on paper, and then she goes, "Well, what we're actually one and one." And then da 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 da, and then finally we're gonna resolve it in a first ever women's Hell in the Cell or whatever they're gonna call it, right? Like I think it'll be something like that. So I got okay. Britt Baker to continue. This match
1: is gonna go hard though, right?
2: Yes. However.
1: Good Christ, was that tag oh, match yeah. so bad on Dynamite? Yeah, that was they didn't work that one out well with timing. That's this is what I'm worried about with the Jericho Kingston matches, that kind of thing. Timings off, a little sluggish in areas. But like Mercedes
2: Martinez looked all weird and off, and then Jamie Hader didn't know where she was sometimes, and Britt was it was that was one of the worst matches I can
1: remember from AEW. It was bad. How many Ugh. times does Ross give away? the kayfabe on the thing i know we're like not you know what i mean like this isn't the place where kayfabe holds dear but like he's like she's a great coach she she needs to be somewhere she knows where she needs to be and she's there and i'm like dude you're like dude Mm -hmm. (laughs) like well uh. yeah and
2: this is a bigger indictment of just society and so i am guilty of it as well but can we get past when we compliment a woman, the first thing has to be her appearance. She's beautiful. She's tough. She's smart. She's gritty. We don't, we say that about men. Like yeah. stop doing that yeah, with we women. Don't,
1: where, like we'll mention if a man's handsome, but it's not the first.
2: Yeah. When Tony niece walks out, we are like, Jesus Christ, look at this fucking guy. He's a specimen, right? Like we'll say that. But when CM Punk comes out, right, we don't go, oh, what a handsome man walking to the ring. Yeah. Like we just, yeah. why do we do that with women? Super fucking handsome cut it with out. that
1: beard. Real yeah. handsome.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like cut the, sh- and, and again, JR so is just being looking. nice. Like it's not a JR criticism. Right, yeah. I've
1: never got to feel like he was a creepy dude or anything.
2: Yeah. No, but it's just a society thing where the first thing that we have to say as a compliment to a woman is her appearance. And it's just like, fucking be better. God damn.
1: Look at me it's being God damn it goddammit. Oh! <laughs> All right. Man, uh, let's start. This is a little out of order off of their list here, Cultured Vultures, because I just want to set this up better for us. But let's start with okay. the Hangman Adam Page versus Adam Cole, AEW World Championship on the line. What do you think's happening?
2: Right there. think Hangman? I got Hangman. If you're watching the, the YouTube, you're seeing what I'm holding up. It is the Hangman... I got Hangman Adam Page, baby.
1: Man, I I just feel like... So either way doesn't shock me, right? Like Adam Cole wearing their world title after everything he said about it. And what I mentioned with Adam Page feeling like they're just kind of like, oh, this didn't take off as much as we thought. Mm Okay. Okay. But I could also – Adam Cole loses somehow and then the Young Bucks and all the other people are all kind of making fun of him and he fucking snaps and, you know, tensions arise and the Red Dragon's already mad at the Young Bucks and kind of what you mentioned. We get this – you know what I mean? So, yeah, I guess if I had to go out on a limb and, like, points are on the line, I'm going to say Hangman wins. But, man, I won't be shocked either way.
2: Oh, look. I would not be stunned in the slightest because this is going to be the main event. Tony Khan said this is going to be the main event, right? Yeah. I would not be shocked if the last visual of this pay-per-view is the Undisputed Era has all the gold, and it's Red Wagon and Adam Cole all hanging holding up their titles, and then we get the Young Bucks looking at them like, what the fuck? And then they sympathize with Hangman, they get their fun stuff, and then... Guess who fucking comes back? It's Kenny Omega, and then we get the Bullet Club versus Undisputed Era. Boom for all the gold. Easy could see that a million percent. I think though, Tony Khan's ego, and this is me not knowing him, but just from appearance and uh, seeing him for the times that I have, I think his ego is gonna say like, "You think I fucking failed at Hangman as champion?" I'm going to you know, push this down your throat. Hangman's the best. And then we're going to get all the shit. You know what I mean? Because I still think when Kenny Omega left and he's like, hey, I haven't watched the footage back, but I'm going to go rest up. I think that payoff of the Young Bucks letting Hangman get the Buckshot Lariat on Kenny Omega is going to come back somehow. So a scenario that would not, again, be uh shocking to me is red wagon does come out to help adam cole yeah the young bucks stop that interference then hangman wins and we get this weird handshake kind of agreement that like the young bucks and hangman are cool hey young bucks heel turn has kind of run its course if you ask me right that's what i'm saying and so then kenny omega comes back in that regard and is like the hell you two doing well
1: that could yeah that could be yeah it could further complicate it um all right so question i've got because i'm gonna get okay. somewhere with this is are we getting a horse or, or is hangman riding out on a horse where is this pay-per-view i don't know mm. is this vegas this mm, is vegas isn't it isn't tells it? Me. Is it is it because this yeah, is the I whole have week information thing. in front of me yeah i think i think right. they're doing the mgm i'm pretty Did sure You get a horse out in vegas
2: nevada Oh yeah. I just don't know. I'm gonna say no. This is why. I think they save the hangman stuff, like the the horse stuff, for like the monumental here's
1: what here's what I would do because it's just fun and I would write it this way. Hangman brings a horse and we find out Adam Cole, a la Eric Berry, has an irrational fear of horses. And he's, he's like, freaked out the whole time, right? He gets near the horse, he's like, God damn it, right? And it's in his head the whole time. And then the, then when he inevitably loses, you know, if we're booking a Hangman to win, then all the guys are giving him shit because he's scared of a horse, right? They bring out a horse head and fuck with him and that kind of stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Uh, March 6th. Oh, from Orlando, Florida.
1: So it's oh, not yeah, Vegas. Total um, horse territory. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You <know, that's> um, <laughs> no i think i think the
1: horse is saved for oh, adam cole freaked out by a horse i mean that would be scared. great. <laughs> you know he'd pull it off well he would fucking oh, like on be... his ass he'd yeah be rolling all over the place scared of the horse right
2: yeah and that would make sense right like just adding <laughs> one thing to the adam cole weirdness because again he was killed on bte you know what i mean from an energy <laughs> drink so yeah that wouldn't shock yeah. me at all
1: scared of a horse all right the last match i want to talk about and i can't wait for this it's the dog collar match. CM Punk, oh. MJF. And MJF has to win this. God damn it, he has to win this. No. Oh, my God. Oh. No. no. I think he wins it, but Wardlow somehow. He has to rely on Wardlow, and that's where we go after that. Because we're, uh, we're that... really coming to a head with that Wardlow thing. And mm-hmm. I feel like MJF finally bragging when it was clearly <sighs> Wardlow who had to do it. But
2: that's the, well, and then MJF loses, right? But then MJF loses. So you're saying,
1: who'd you pick? No, MJF, Wardlow has to help MJF to win this match, or does, right? Oh,
2: no. And it's clear, and
1: it's clear. And then MJF is bragging left and right. Maybe even even MJF wasn't necessarily aware, right? Like, he was knocked out, and MJF had to drag him over or whatever, right? And then then Wardlow's like, all right, dude, it's fucking time. You know what I mean? Like, shut the fuck up once in a while yes
2: but no yes but no because this is where ward or where mjf gets to a spot and is like wardlow fucking give him the power bomb and then wardlow's like you know who's getting the power bomb you are and then power bombs him mm. then on dynamite so go the we're going to get right Just and then punk on Dynam- wins. yeah punk wins yeah, and oh, then okay. moves on and then on dynamite the next the the following week you know mjf is like Wardlow, get out here! I'm firing your ass. And he walks out, and you know they do a face to face, and then Wardlow from his back pocket pulls up an AEW contract and is like, "I don't work for you anymore." And also, we got a match. Power and bomb, boom!
1: Power mm, bomb, power spears, power bombs, everybody. Uh huh. Yep. So you're saying That's Punk wins? One. I got Punk. He's he can't lose three times to MJF. He lost
2: twice in Chicago. He's not losing again. Nah. Nah. I ain't no baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's going to be great. Oh, God, I'm going to love it. The storytelling is going to be crazy with it.
2: How crazy was the the segment on Dino? Yeah. Let's
1: talk about that a little bit. Oh, man. Yeah, it's right up right here behind us. Um, yeah, we had to know MJF was a snake in the grass the whole time, right? And Punk even said it. Like, he's like, I, I don't believe MJF's lying that these things happened to him. But I can't help shake the feeling that I'm being gaslit. And surprise, you were gaslit. Yep.
2: Yeah, the only thing, again, it's just too many dick kicks right now in wrestling. We need to switch that up a little bit. But it was, other than that, chef's kiss. It was great. Also, I loved how both of them wore white. I thought that was a nice touch. You know what I mean? To show the blood really Mm -hmm. as contrast to what they were wearing. The only thing where
1: well, I, I think it like, also led to this idea of, like, we don't know who the good guy is. Yes. See, and yeah, even when he takes both- off his jacket, then he's got, like, red on underneath it, right? Now he's the devil. Right. I loved it all. Loved it all.
2: The only thing where I think I would have maybe shortened it up just a little bit is Punk was doing a little bit too much of, like, he, I even wrote it on our on our Twitter, at uh, Table Show. It felt like uh, CM Punk was the ghost of Christmas Future to MJF where it was like, and then if you don't correct your ways, you're gonna... It's like, hey, man, like can you just say, like, stop being a prick? There was or other ways to say like,
1: that. Yeah, I did this thing you're but, doing. Let me tell you, like, it ain't what it is. Yeah, you know what I mean? It ain't yeah. what you think it is.
2: And sometimes... sometimes you know, give yourself
1: a heart attack before you fucking... You know what I mean? That kind yeah, of shit, right?
2: But Punk in this new AEW babyface run is is doing too many nursery rhyme stuff. Like, uh, I like to give them their flowers while they're here. And then he said some stupid line in this one where, uh, something about hate, you know, I can't remember the stupid one liner, but I remember thinking like, Hey, Tony Robbins, cut the shit a little bit and like, say some real shit. Like stop. I don't know. I'll have to look There's it up what he problems. said exactly. But yeah, <laughs> it felt reference. like he's fucking giving me all these yeah. Zig Ziglar fucking things the entire time. I'm like, mm-hmm. look, man, my life's not yeah, bad I need to
1: solve a riddle to figure out what you're talking about. Asshole. Yeah.
2: And I also don't need life advice to get me to tomorrow. Like I'm fine. Okay. You're the type of guy that watches a fucking inspirational video every morning. Are you that guy now? Are you saying like my favorite 10 books are all self-help? Who needs that much fucking self-help? God damn. Read one fucking book and move on.
1: Non-self-help. You should see it there. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, I can't remember that stupid one-liner. I'll think of it later when we're not recording, which will be great. Yeah, of course. Uh, (laughs) But, but, man, I'm
1: stoked for this revolution. man. I can't wait.
2: I I mean, literally, other than that six-man tag, there's not a match that I'm like, I want to maybe do something else. Like, I'm almost going to be upset that I'm going to live tweet Wait, during it because that means I'm going to have to look down while I should be watching the paper yeah, you, you know like, what you I mean like up in front of them <laughs> or just
1: it. talk to tech yeah, you right? know just mm-hmm. this is so great you should just live stream and like am put yourself up on like a live TikTok or something or Twitter and just just go just go yeah. live and talk to it check out the you social spaces you might see it Who you knows? Go, maybe you'll do a spaces and go live during the commercials do a
2: spaces do a Spotify you know green mean?
1: room whatever
2: yeah all yeah. of it any any surprises? You got any surprises? You got any like Adam
1: Cole and Brian Danielson
2: debut kind of moments on, on this Revolution pay-per-view?
1: Well, so there's always the Cody Rhodes thought process, right?
2: Interject and also now
1: something. And also now there could just be this Ring of Honor Takeover. There could be this Ring of Honor Takeover. We have also all but seemingly forgot about Bray Wyatt as a thing that exists, right? Oh, the Wyndham yeah character. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, feels fitting that he will debut when you are not expecting him to. Um, oh, if Adam Cole,
2: or excuse me, if Hangman beats Adam Cole and then goes like, "I'm a cowboy," and the lights go off and it's Bray Wyatt, and now yeah, we've got some kind of weird Hangman,
1: fucking new iteration of that. Yeah,
2: and Hangman has to deal with like the self confidence issues going up against a psycho. That might be fun. Yeah. By the way, speaking of psychos, before we get out of here, uh, one other segment I wanted to talk about this promo because I think you have it. Let me check the the YouTube here. Uh, you have it as our background for I think the individual shots. Oh yeah. The, shots. The,
1: the um yes. Here I'll put you on right now. It's got Malcutt. The yeah. House of Black promo. Yeah. Is it
2: right here? If yep. I'm here. Yep. Yep. Okay. It sucked. <laughs> it
1: was so bad.
2: What kind of nursery rhyme? So that's is like
1: yeah. That's the thing is I I like this group. I in love some him. aspects, but, but the
2: finish our sentences thing where, Hey Tim, when we go into the darkness, we become better men. Yeah. And when men
1: fight, it's like fucking who talks yeah, like and the that thing shit. Is, like, that's it. Is that nobody talks like that. I know you're supposed to be dark and mysterious and you're supposed to leave us like wondering like, Oh shit. What are, what are they, what are they saying here? But this is like, I, I would need to rewind it and, and watch it back. And like, y- you, You're missing out on some of the. Well, as rude as it sounds, they'll say this like you got to dumb it down sometimes. Right.
2: Oh, I think you just got to do it. But how dumb is it? Think of this. Right. We're all spooky. We're all spooky. What they did is one guy stood here. Then another guy stood next to him and then another guy stood next. But then the other guy stepped back and then the other guy stepped. Well, let's talk about that. Fucking
1: dorks. Let's talk about that. Right. (laughs) That's the thing is like you're spooky but to pull off not. what you just did means you guys choreographed this and you mm-hmm. practiced it. And yeah. now you're at dance practice. So are you spooky? Yeah. Or are you practicing dance? You're just goth dance dance revolution right now. You're right. Like,
2: ah, ah, right.
1: Ah, worked yeah. up really hard. What you were going to say to your dad after he grounded you.
2: Yeah. And <laughs> right? just, but the, but the finishing of sentences and I don't like, yeah. I like the message, right? Cause they're like, uh, Hey, you should like what we did for you. Cause Pac, now you can see and Pinta, you are now a new man and all that stuff. But like the presentation and then again, you just breaking K babe for a second. You just go like, they just walked. They just took two steps back. That's all they did. Can you turn on a light? Like that's all you need to do. Like, why are they in an actual house? Why aren't we knocking on the fucking door, opening up the door, seeing all the spooky shit, and then they're sitting in yeah, like. Why wasn't this a conversation something?
1: amongst themselves that we were overseeing Like yeah. sitting at, at the spooky table or yeah. in the graveyard or whatever, right? Like, why isn't Malachi telling them, like, everything they said, he's telling them as, like, a motivation speech, right?
2: Yeah, it's like tarot <laughs> cards, and they flip it, and they're like, oh, Pock. Remember when we gave him vision or, you know what I mean? Something like that. But the way they
1: did it, I was just like dorks. Because That makes it more (laughs) believable and realistic, right? Because here's what I don't believe is these guys, one guy who's got a weird black eye and they're in the the weird mysterious dark arts, aren't doing fucking dance practice. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like if you, those two guys are like, all right, well then let's practice. So when I say this, that's when you're going to come in here. The illusion of everything you've been trying to do is gone. Exactly, because yeah, not psychotic just, now. It's all planned out, and you're playing a role. You're acting. Yeah, and it
2: well, and it's silly, and
1: it's, it's also silly. silly.
2: It's not right. even scary. It's just
1: right. Y- you could this, just literally. They, I know we're watching this theater, but like right. now, I believe the characters are performing in a theater. Yeah, you could just yell, hey, buddy, come back. Like, take a step back. Yeah. I can see you again. Yeah, if like, I pull up my phone and turn on the flash. Right. Like, oh, oh, Exactly. <laughs> yeah. like, what are you looking at? Don't look at me.
2: You're supposed to be scared. <laughs> yeah, like, that's how it love felt. It. Yeah, I love it. But, but, I'm excited because I think maybe something, the whole reason I asked you the whole question, I think something with that storyline happens at the Revolution pay per view to remember hey motherfuckers this is still something happening in the promotion i think maybe this is where malachi black tries to do like promo segment in the ring and they do that stuff and we get the return of ray phoenix that's what i was thinking is ray phoenix then comes in and then at the dynamite or whatever it is it's a six-man tag with death triangle and house of black that's
1: all what right I think. well unless you got anything else man we can call it on this one because we're super excited man i can't wait to oh, see. oh i gotta cannot wait can't wait to see cannot revolution wait and just so you're all aware Until we meet next time, it's important for you to remember, nobody cares about that karate shit.
0: (laughs) The Spanish Announce Table.